What's going on, everyone? This is Eric Stewart from the Bad Rhino Local Podcast. And today I'm joined with Margaret Sheehan, who is the founder of Acupuncture Healing Arts in Westchester. So how are you doing, Margaret? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And um, I'm super excited to dive into this because it's something that I've been super interested in. Um, just playing college sports and kind of a bunch of treatments that you get on that side of it. But um, Margaret, why don't you kick it off? by telling our listeners more about acupuncture healing arts and um, what you guys do there. So um, we established acupuncture healing arts last year uh, and we established it as a nonprofit. Our mission is to make this kind of care more accessible to more people. A lot of people can't um, pursue acupuncture treatment uh, because it's, often not covered by their insurance. Mm-hmm. And even if they have insurance coverage, you often have a $6,000 deductible and you're never going to reach that. So I feel that access to this kind of care is really essential. And I was talking to different people about it for a little while and people got excited about the idea of nonprofit and offering care on a sliding scale fee basis uh, so that people who are, you know, restaurant workers and, um, you know, construction workers, people who who don't necessarily make a lot of money and don't have great health benefits could um, access the care. And I really feel like it's, it's very important, especially today. We have tremendous problems with um, mental health issues there's a lot of depression and anxiety that people suffer from, uh, especially young people. And again, access uh, to care on a sliding scale makes a huge difference for them. There's a lot of people who are in recovery from um, opioid addiction, alcohol issues, even you know as, as popular as uh, cannabinoids are. Um, sometimes people develop problems with that as well. So acupuncture can really help people in the detox phase, in the uh, recovery phase. Um, And uh, of course, most people equate acupuncture treatment with pain relief. It's very effective for pain relief, physical pain, uh, emotional pain, um, and uh, lasting effects of trauma. So uh, acupuncture really works with the deep centers of the brain. It can activate um, metabolic um, nervous system uh, and connective tissue, uh, blood flow. So from all these different effects, you can see tremendous benefits. Uh, So we opened the doors last year. We have a wonderful board of directors. We have been uh, getting a lot of community support. So people are donating to us. And as I said, we're, we're uh, offering our care on a sliding scale that is subsidized by the community. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that's awesome. And I appreciate the background there. So the services you guys offer, is it just acupuncture or is there um, anything else you guys offer too? Acupuncture is the best known of the East Asian healing techniques, but uh, we're pretty focused on on all aspects. So cupping has become very popular in the United States. You have massage therapists who are doing it. And uh, in the Olympics a few years ago, it it 
became very popular. So we do cupping. We do uh, mock combustion, which is not as well known. Uh, it's a it's a way of warming up acupuncture points using um, either a pole moxa, which kind of looks like a cigar, or little stick-on moxas that look like little tiny incense sticks. We don't burn people with these. We just warm the points gently to activate the acupuncture points. Uh, we use infrared heat lamps in our clinic. Uh, they're actually called TDP lamps. So they will also warm the acupuncture points, and they do that without smoke like the moxas. So, gotcha. so for many people, that's preferable. Gotcha. Uh, we offer herbal remedies. So we have herbs in capsules, in raw teas, uh, meaning raw herbs that we create a custom formula for people and they can take these home and cook it and, and drink the herbs, herb tea. Um, we also have those herbs in granular forms. So that's really convenient. You just put a scoop in a, a cup of uh, hot water and it dissolves and you have your tea that way and you don't have to cook it. Um, so we have those, uh, those features. And then some of the things that uh, really make a difference for people are self-care. So we advise people in... You know, maybe you don't want to eat so many cold things. We think that's affecting your digestion or maybe um, you don't want to work quite so hard or um, stand so long. So th there's often lifestyle adjustments yeah. that people make that, that we encourage them to do as part of their treatment with us. And uh, there are specific exercises that are part of Chinese medicine. There's the um, Qigong exercises that help to restore health and build your energy, help to repair uh, connective tissue um, structures, help to increase blood flow to certain areas. They can really be helpful for people who have autoimmune diseases um, or ongoing stress management issues. So there's the, the Qigong as well. So we really look at the whole person and tailor the care to what that person uh, can do, what they need, uh, what, what's going to get them better and keep them better. Awesome. No, that's great. And I appreciate you going through each one of the services. And I know the cupping was huge. Um, just watching Michael Phelps swim and you see all those like red dots over him. I'm sure that Google was flooded with what are these red dots on Michael Phelps, right? <laughs> and that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, everybody wanted their red dots. <laughs> right. I'm going to swim like Michael Phelps. I'll just, I'll just get cupping. <laughs> but um, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. But it, it really, for um, cupping is a great treatment for people who have real excess conditions. So in, in, um, in our work, we always differentiate between when somebody is um, having issues because they don't have enough chi mm. and blood, or um, if there's too much stuck in a place. Uh, so for like young athletes who are really working out hard and they're really working the same muscles over and over again, the cupping technique can be great. Cupping can also be really good for people who have uh, congestion in their lungs. So I've used it a lot with people who uh, were having breathing troubles due to 
uh, obstructive um, issues like emphysema or obstructive issues like uh, certain kinds. Well, well, certainly with COVID, we were seeing people who have who were having trouble with breathing because their lungs were constricted and and um, obstructed. So these methods can be used for different people for different reasons at different times. And it's very important to analyze what each person needs and deliver the right kind of care for their needs. So for instance, you wouldn't necessarily want to do cupping on um, a 90 year old person who was taking blood thinners (laughs) and had just had a hip replacement. That might not be the best patient for that. Um, So in, in, Standard medicine in, in uh, American medicine, there's often this kind of idea of, well, we do this for pain or we do this for, um, you know, this condition. And it's pretty much, um, it's more cookie cutter. Uh, we do a lot of uh, finessing and understanding, you know, what is right for this person at this time. No, that's that's definitely important and definitely awesome. And we're going to get into a, a few more things about what you guys specifically do over there at Acupuncture Healing Arts. Um, but I have to ask you this question because I read your bio. I saw how long you've been in this industry. And um, I just have to ask you kind of where did it all start? Where did this kind of idea start for you? So uh, for me, it was definitely my own recovery. Um, my, um, when I was in college and, um, in college and I wasn't terribly healthy, I wasn't athletic. I wasn't, um, I, I didn't exercise regularly. I didn't eat particularly well. I was eating the standard American diet, which was, in the 1970s. So (laughs) now we have a lot more consciousness about what diet can do. And then, then we did not so much. So I was finding that I was having issues with uh, colitis, ulcerative colitis. um, And I was, uh, you know, I would go to the doctor and the doctor would say, okay, you know, you take these, these drugs for that. And I found that those drugs made me very lethargic and tired and um, I couldn't function very well. So I started to learn about nutrition and I started to look at some, uh, alternate ways of looking at nutrition and changed my diet. And I thought, wow, I, I really feel quite a bit different and this really helped. Um, and I started to explore that more and more. Um, I, I gave up alcohol because I come from a long line of, of people with issues in my family with, with alcohol. And um, so I gave that up. And part of my recovery there was understanding, again, how diet and exercise made a difference uh, in how I felt. It helped my mood swings. It helped me to not crave um, alcohol and sweets and things that, that weren't particularly good for me. And I. Um, then encountered massage therapy. Um, I went to a school called the Institute of Psychostructural Balancing in San Diego. And um, I was fascinated that um, the, you know, the body and mind connection became clearer to me there. 
And uh, so I learned about body work. I learned to receive body work. I could feel how much tension was held in my muscles. And um, I learned Tai Chi there. And that really opened the door to a more Eastern way of looking at my health. And um, I felt so much better when I did Tai Chi. And not only did I feel better, I could work better. I was a massage therapist then, and I could see several people in the day and not feel tired and not feel strain in my wrists or back. Or um, So I noticed what kind of uh, strength I could get from that. And doing body work, I would come across these maps that were the meridians or the channels that the Chinese base uh, this medicine on. And when I would work with those channels, I would find people would get really good results, you know, rather than just doing um, manual therapies, muscle therapies. um, When I started to engage these energetic pathways, people would really feel different and the the difference would last longer so it was just a matter of time before um, I decided to go to acupuncture school so it was it was a gradual progression Um, one thing led to another and uh, it just I was exploring healing myself and uh, healing my own issues and saw such great results with these things that I, I just kind of had to. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. And you earned your bachelor's degree um, for social work at Westchester University. And then I did. Yeah. I'm, I'm a social, social work and, and Westchester uh, University graduate. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I see the next thing that I have and to I get on here. I say that social work, Social work was my first holistic health training because in social work, you begin to learn about how different systems affect people. So you learn about how the family system is, it affects people and the, um, you know, school system affects people and, and um, economic systems affect people and the environment affects people. And so you start to look at the patterns of the interplay of these different systems and it helps, and this is what Chinese medicine is based on, is, is the systems and, you know, who we essentially are and how those systems affect us. Business owners and marketing professionals in the Philly area, Bad Rhino takes the overwhelm out of digital marketing. With tailored digital marketing services, from social media management to SEO and PPC advertising, our expert team navigates the complexities of the digital ad space for your business. Let Bad Rhino lead you to success. Visit BadRhinoInc.com and let's take your business to new heights. Bad Rhino, we do digital marketing so you don't have to. After Westchester University, it says here, um, you travel around with Ironman athletes around the world. To help them? I did. So um, I was really, really, I had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. I was, um, I was again, as a massage therapist, and I was doing the uh, particular type of body work uh, called applied kinesiology. It's the touch for health system. And in that system, you basically test muscles. And those muscles <clears throat> are an indicator for the function of the different meridians or channels. Uh, in Chinese medicine. 
and you correct the muscles and um, using massage or acupressure holding points or uh, light touch points. And that was really powerful. Um, The athletes that I worked with, I would balance their muscles and balance their meridians. So we call it muscle meridian balancing. And um, they would then train better because their muscles were working at 100% of of the quality of their muscle response was really good. And then in the evenings, we would do uh, more traditional kinds of massage therapies for uh, recovery. So I had a blast. I got to travel to Hawaii. I traveled to the Hawaii Ironman uh, three times. And um, then I was invited to go to Guatemala. And I, I worked at a race there called the uh, Hombre de Maze, the Man of Corn. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that was a race through the Mayan ruins. And that was just, it, that was absolutely wonderful experience. Yeah, it sounds like a terrific experience, traveling around, doing what you like doing too. Um, and then you went back to school? Yes. So um, I had a studio. My first studio in Westchester was called High Tech Touch. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, this was in the 90s, and we had um, Tai Chi, uh, Qigong classes, yoga classes. We had Reiki and massage therapy, and again, the Touch for Health. And I decided I wanted to go back to school, and um, I was kind of uh, looking for a way to do that. And I was um, invited by a rheumatologist to uh, work with him. And uh, then that practice became part of the Jefferson Health System. So my idea was I was going to sell the practice uh, and, and use the resources to go back to school. But what happened was I had an opportunity to work in integrative medicine and um, so I went to school in New York City. I went to the Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, uh, now called the Pacific College of Health Sciences. And um, I worked uh, for the Jefferson Health System, the Alternative Medicine Network of the Jefferson Health System, and went to school part-time. And I did that for a while, and then it, it just was too taxing to try to juggle all of that So I returned to private practice and finished my schooling, and I graduated in 2001. Nice, nice. And then in in 2002, you formed the uh, Chester County Herbs and Acupuncture? Yes, I did. So uh, a dear friend and I, Sue Mastalish, Mm -hmm. created uh, Chester County Herbs and Acupuncture, and she's a nurse and a botanical medicine specialist. And um, so we had that practice for several years. Um, She decided to go back to hospice nursing and another practitioner joined. And we then uh, decided to do community acupuncture. We wanted to offer uh, acupuncture to a few people at once in a larger space to, again, give more access to care. And uh, so we uh, changed the name of the practice to 
um, Oriental Medicine of Westchester, and we opened on Market Street. And we were there from uh, 2016 until uh, just last year. Nice. Nice. And it seems like we're all caught up now. So now we got the yeah, acupuncture. Yeah, present time. <laughs> Here we are, right? And um, yeah. it's it's interesting to hear. I told you it was a long story. <laughs> no, that, that's terrific, though, because I really wanted to see kind of where this kind of how we got to where we are today. And I appreciate you kind of going through that whole thing. And it's so interesting because like when I was first looked up your company, I didn't know you guys were a nonprofit. And you mentioned a sliding scale fee um, a few times. Can you just explain to our listeners kind of what that is? So uh, people under a certain income level wouldn't have to pay for sessions. Whereas people in kind of the middle have to pay, you know, 50% of what our full charge would be. And then people at a certain income level would pay full, full fee. Um, We also do work with some insurance, you know, we'll submit to insurance companies for people and they get reimbursed for their care. Um, Yeah. There's a a couple of reasons that I wanted to, to go with a nonprofit. Um, One reason was that in all my years of working as an entrepreneur, you know, an LLC Mm -hmm. partnership kind of structure, I always found that the people who were, who were good and entrepreneurial themselves were always going to go on and open their own um, practice. They, they wanted to have a business and they were going to do that eventually. Right. But there's a certain uh, person who is more committed to the community. They don't really want to have a business they want to have a job. They want to show up and do their work. Um, and they don't, they're also more idealistic. They don't want to work for somebody else's profit. You know, that, that they want to see it go to uh, support the work in general. So with what we're creating at Acupuncture Healing Arts is um, a way for people to work together so people who are experienced practitioners can work with slightly less uh, experienced practitioners or, or people who are right out of school. So there can be mentoring of people who are less experienced and there can be um, refreshing of people who are, you know, 20 years out of school. And it's really uh, lovely. It's really lovely to have new uh, new talent, um, new um, energy in the room, and have people working together. Um, and the other thing that is the obstacles to starting a practice are significant. We have to adhere to the same standards of, like, we have to have malpractice insurance. We have to, you know, pay the same kind of uh, rent that a, a a practice that would make much, much more money right. than, than we would, uh, than we can. Um, so we're held to a lot of the same standards as uh, physicians who uh, can charge much more for their treatments and um, so that, and have more insurance benefits for their treatments. So um, there's the side, the aspect of this that is, 
supporting a group who's working together that is for the benefit of the work and for the community, not for making any one person rich. Um, and the, and the, the basis of this too is that this will give continuity of care, I hope, for, for decades, if not longer. So, you know, most hospitals were founded as nonprofits. So you have this, this energy of something that serves the community and a network of people that support each other in serving the community and then continuity of care for years to come. Uh, so it's, it's new. Um, there's not many, uh, if there's not, there's no other nonprofit acupuncture practices in Chester County. There's a few who focus just on the community style acupuncture. Um, but we're doing both. We're doing the, the private acupuncture treatments and the community acupuncture treatments. And again, I, I just see such a tremendous need, uh, for, the kind of care we offer and more access to it uh, for people who, who don't have a lot of resources or people who have modest resources and still, you know, can't afford, um, you know, $130 for, for a treatment in the private clinic or even $50 in the community treat in the community clinic area. So, um, We'll see. It's kind of a new thing. <laughs> no, it's awesome. I, I absolutely love the mission. And uh, Margaret, one other question I have here too, um, you know, because people are deathly afraid of needles, right? It's just kind of oh, one of those things. Oh, thank you things. for asking that. So like, what, thank you for- yeah, what would you tell someone like first time, might be a little skittish, might be a little scared. What would you tell that person? Well, I always work with people in terms of what is comfortable for them. So I think that's one of the other, this is patient centered care. So if somebody's really needle phobic, I'm going to praise them up and down for getting in the door. right? right? right. Um, but it doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to hurt to work. And if people are scared, then we, we say, okay, well, where would you feel comfortable? Cause we can do auricular acupuncture, which means acupuncture on the ear. A lot of people are way more comfortable with that idea than than having a needle in their you know wrist or elbow. Um, we can do acupuncture points on the back to treat things. A lot of people feel safer with that. But I will tell you that again and again, people are amazed. They don't even feel the needles go in often. And sometimes, sometimes there's a point that feels very, very strong. But we talk about that. And if it's if it's intense in a way that it's just strong and it's just a chi reaction, that shouldn't last long. That should be just a moment or two. And you take a deep breath, then it goes away. If it lasts longer than that or it's too intense, we, we take the needle out. Um, we use very, very small needles. They're, they're, you know, people always say, oh, it's hair-thin needles. It is. <laughs> they're very thin. And um, they're single-use, so they're, they're not um, dulled by uh, multiple uses, and they're sterile. And, um, you know, generally, we talk through it. So if somebody's concerned about 
you know, needling their, their leg, then we say, okay, what would be okay? Right. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing too, um, just hearing your background and hearing your story and for anyone listening to this podcast, I mean, 20 plus years of experience kind of in this field, at least for me, would put my mind at ease a little bit, walking in there, be like, okay, I'm going to someone who's been in this industry for 20 plus years. They know what they're doing. Nothing's really going to go wrong. Right. And it kind of puts their mind at ease as well. That helps. Mm -hmm. That definitely helps. And again, that's the whole idea of having a, a group practice is that some people want to feel they they're like, I want to feel it. I, I want to feel that needle sensation. You know, I'm, uh, you know, a strong athlete and, and, uh, you know, I want to feel it working. And I, I don't believe that it has to be a strong sensation, but some, some practitioners styles would be stronger and some people gravitate to that. So it's, it's really about finding a practitioner that you feel comfortable. Like, like you said, you'd, you'd go for an experienced person where somebody might, say, well, you know, she's old. What does she know anymore? <laughs> I was somebody right out of school. <laughs> I would find it hard to believe anyone would, would go with the inexperienced one. I'm going with the 20-plus uh, year event from uh, from acupuncture healing arts in Westchester. But, Margaret, I, um, I appreciate you doing this podcast with me. I'm going to give you the floor here to kind of shout out any um, websites you have, any social medias where people can come check you out and uh, donate to your cause too as well. Thank you. Thank you so much. So uh, the website is acupuncturehealing.org. And um, acupuncture is A-C-U-1-C, <laughs> P-U-N-2-C-T-U-R-E, and healing, as it sounds, .org. Awesome. Awesome. I will link that in the description for anyone interested to go check that out. But Margaret, um, I appreciate you jumping on this podcast. Hope you have a uh, great rest of your day. And um, yeah, enjoy. I'm going to look forward to publishing this one. Great. Thank you so much.